So why is it when it's hot, we want it to be cold? And when it's cold, we want it to be hot. And when it's raining, we want it to be sunny. And if it's been sunny for too long, we want it to rain. Why can't we just appreciate all moments instead of always wishing something else was there? And when people complain about the weather and how they wish it was something else, really, I just nod and I don't even comment. I just don't jump on that. Let's complain, you know, bandwagon um, like people do just so they can feel a part of the group. And I just don't feel the need to complain just to complain because everyone else is complaining. And I find myself in those conversations where people are complaining about something and they all join in just to share their complaints. And I'm just like, no, I just don't want to take my energy there in that direction. And even if I'm the only one, which sometimes that's the case, I just don't join in. And that's what I call first world problems. And I think to myself, the weather is what we have to complain about, then we're doing really, really well. Hi, I am your host, Leonette Talley, and you are listening to Virago 24-7. Virago is Latin for female warrior, and 24-7 is for all day, every day. Virago 24-7 is a weekly podcast that brings diverse women together to talk about life and our experiences in this world. We share our views on self-love, mental health, marriage, children, friendships, and really anything that needs to be talked about. Here, you will find everyday growth, Everyday healing with everyday warriors. Hey everyone, I am here this week again by myself. Um, I am scheduling other recordings with other people, so stay tuned to that. But today, you have me all to yourself. Uh, tomorrow, my oldest daughter, Kaylin, turns 20. Holy crap. Some days, I, not some days, every day, I still feel 20, but with more wisdom, which is great. So I don't, some people say, oh, I wish I could go back to the 20s. I would only go back with what I know now, but really, that's part of life. You shouldn't know everything in your 20s. Um, I was 20 years old when I found out I was pregnant with her, and I was still in college. I was getting my journalism degree, living that college life, and after I graduated, I really wanted a career in either television or radio. And actually at that time, around the time that I found out I was pregnant, I was working, I got a job at a radio station off campus doing on-air work and I loved it, loved it, loved it. And I actually worked there up until I had Caitlin and then I had to get a big girl job after that. But that's another story for another time. And I wanted to be somebody who traveled the world, who met amazing people. 
I wanted to use all my languages I had learned. I already spoke Spanish. And from living in Switzerland, I spoke German. And from since I was 12, I was learning French. So I took it all through middle school, high school, and I minored in romantic languages, which includes French and college. So I loved, loved that language. And I wanted to travel and even learn more languages. I envisioned myself to be this mover and shaker. And once I found out I was pregnant, I was so lost and so scared. And I saw every single dream just literally just vanish after that. I didn't have any more dreams at that point. I saw no good future for myself. And it was a struggle for a long time, for many years. I didn't know where my life was going. I mourned the life I could have had. That single carefree life, you know, that I see people having at the time when I was 20. Um, And when people talk about their 20s, they talk about roommates and traveling and all the you know, dumb things that they did. And I did dumb things, but I just, it wasn't carefree. It was just, you know, dumb choices that I made because I'm 20. But, you know, being a mom, you have to grow up really fast. And I wanted that carefree life where I only had to worry about myself and make my own decisions and finally be able to become my own person And I just always envisioned this phenomenal career for myself. And then I would get married and then I would have children after that. But, you know, I made the choices that took me in my life down another path. And even after I got married and had more kids, you know, I was happy. But still on some days, you know, I mourned what could have been. You know, I've never had the chance to experience a life that was all about me and nobody else. And this is probably why, you know, when you see me traveling and going on girls trips, you know, that's me doing things for myself. And I don't have a ton of guilt about it. If you want to hear more on that, we talked about that on the show Mom Guilt, where I just don't. Because it's always been about somebody else making decisions for me when I'm younger. And then, you know, as I, when I had kids and got married, it's making decisions for other people and not myself. So 20 years old and dang, it's gone by so fast. It doesn't seem like it's going by fast when you're going through it. But when you look back, it's like, oh my gosh, 20 years just came and and went and all those worries and all those concerns for my life at the time seemed like so overwhelming and everything felt so hopeless. But life just keeps going on and you just have to keep going. And wow, look at me now, the life that I have, I would never had imagined that 20 years ago. So I'm learning When I'm feeling overwhelmed by things, 
I know every single time that there's something so amazing and so wonderful on the other side. And I say this from experience and every single time it happens. Something amazing happens on the other side. You don't see it. You can't imagine it. But dang, when you get there, wow, it's like the heavens above have opened and the sunshine. And it's just like, wow, I didn't even know this could be possible. So with that, I've learned to appreciate the journey that I'm on. I don't even need to understand the process because I think sometimes we get caught up in that. Like, well, how am I going to get there? And this is impossible. It's learning to just appreciate the journey. I have learned just to enjoy the moments as they come. And even when those tough moments come, because they will, for every single one of us, they always will. Um, I go through it and I feel the feelings, but I remind myself that this too shall pass. Like all the other struggles and all the other disappointments I've gone through. And with me, you know, I have my face and I believe in something greater than, than myself. And that helps me to remember that all will be well and it always ends up being well. Um, what has helped me these you know past few years is to just have a grateful heart and to find the positive in all situations. You know, sometimes I'm just a grump and I have to tell myself I have a lot of conversations in my head. So if I'm in a moment of you know, anxiety or annoyance. It's like, all right, let me pick one good thing or one positive thing out of this. It doesn't always work, but for the most part, that's what I've been doing to stay sane. Um, I've also learned in the past few years that whatever we focus on, whatever I focus on, I become, um, whether negative or positive. So I take that to heart. And some people, you know, there's so many books written about that. Like, you know, the energy, they put, the energy that you put out there is the energy you'll get back. And I wholeheartedly believe in that. Anytime I've put negative out there, negative comes back. And anytime I put positive out there, positive comes back. And it's so powerful when you kind of connect with that and connect with those two those two viewpoints and the dreams and goals that you set out for yourself and you truly, truly believe them, they will happen. They really, really will. Um, I have so many stories, so many stories, but one that really stands out and, you know, Philip and I tell the story of when we were looking for his new practice. So when I met Philip, he already had a practice, but it was on the other side of town, which is not the nicest place. Um, so he wanted to upgrade and he wanted to do more cosmetic treatment, cosmetic work and just have, you know, higher end finishes because that's not what he had at that time. So we got married in 2005 and right after that, soon after 
you know, we started looking for a location and every place, every place that he liked, something would fall through. I would have to ask him, but I know there's a few places where we would look into it and it just wasn't the right fit or just, it just wasn't, you know, clicking. So he finally, finally found this place and it's 20, 30 minutes, depending on traffic from where we currently are, um, from our area where we live. And we were so excited because it's, it was a place that I had, I had lived near there in high school, but it was growing and there was a town center and there were new homes coming up and it was just like the perfect area. It's like, okay, we're going to just grow with this area and, and our practice would grow And I don't remember if he signed the papers or if he was about to sign the papers, but right before we were going to be, you know, the people to rent the space, this huge chain of dental practices comes in. So I'm not going to say the name, but if I said it, most people would know what it is, but it's a big chain of dental practices. And they pretty much came in and were like, um... We want this space. We want the whole floor because we were just going to rent out, you know, part of it. And we want the whole floor. And pretty much they just came in and took over. And the landlord went with them. And when the owner of this big chain found out about us and about Philip, he's like, oh, let's just, you know, have a meeting. And Philip didn't really know what he wanted to talk about. He's like, oh, maybe, you know... We were we were thinking positively. So at the time, if I remember correctly, we were thinking maybe, you know, he's going to share part of the space, which was very probably really naive of us. But um, no, he wanted Philip to work for him. And it was very like Philip came back so deflated. He felt like he was being very condescending. Like, why am I looking for uh, to own a, a dental practice? And then you're coming to me and asking me if, I should work for you. So Philip came back so deflated, so discouraged, and I was devastated for him. You know, Philip is one of those people, if you know him, he's so even keel. He doesn't let a lot of things rattle him. He doesn't get anxious. He doesn't get easily stressed out. Like if he has any of these feelings, he like you don't know it. Um, But he was very upset and he showed it. And we were newlyweds and I was like young. I was only like 25, 26 and I had no clue how to handle this. I was like, oh my gosh, <laughs> like it, it, it was, it was a lot. It was a lot to everybody, but this is the crazy thing about humans. We want things when we want them. And if a door closes and shuts on us, we're just devastated And it's, I mean, it's natural. Of course, we're going to be devastated, but we think it's the end of the world and there's no other solution. That was it. That was, that was like the secret place, the magical place. And I was reading this book a while back, a few years ago, and I have it. If anybody wants it, it's called, where will I be five years from today? And it just, you know, it, it helps you reflect on what you want from the next five years of your life. So I answer some of the questions, but one of the things that stood out that I liked, it says, 
Treat problems as opportunities to be creative. Every obstacle has a solution. Discover the magic of searching for the, and it has it in quotes, second right answer. And it says the principle is always look closely for the second right answer. And what at first appears to be a broken dream may actually be a dream come true. So the reason I love this is because of the next part. We were devastated. So this is the next part of the story. Imagine us devastated. And my poor husband, who normally has, you know, his his optimism radar always just alert, was so down. So follow me. So we have this outdoor mall in our area that everyone knows. It's called The Forum. And around that time, there were only retail stores and restaurants. And before all of this, we always, you know, would dream and, you know, talk about, wow, wouldn't this be the best place to have a dental practice? It's a perfect location. And there's so many subdivisions and homes and, and, and people around. And it just, since then, side note, has gotten bigger and bigger and, It was only two minutes from our house that we were living in at the time. Five minutes tops if you got caught at the traffic light, the one traffic light that's there. And there were only retail stores. So we were like, yeah, that's never going to happen. But it was a dream. And we even joked like, maybe we can just take one of those retail stores and just turn it into a dental practice. Um, So while all of this was going on and we weren't having any success, finding, you know, the right location. We just kept talking about it and dreaming and, and, you know, about that area. And there was one day where he was just still so sad and disappointed. He went, you know, driving around and he decided to go into the forum. And so he's driving around, he's trying to clear his mind. He's trying to think, okay, where to look next? Cause we felt, we felt at the time that we had looked in a lot of places, um, especially the places that we thought would a, you know, dental practice would thrive in. And he saw a sign, like a literal sign. And it said phase two coming. And that wasn't there when we first started research. So it kind of all happened like, or all around the same time. There was an area of the forum that was just parking, a parking lot and if I remember correctly, maybe some trees, but a parking lot, it was empty. There was nothing there. So Philip, he took a leap and a chance and he called the realtor and he said, please find out if this is just going to be retail space or are they going to have businesses here? So if you're listening and you live in our area and you know the forum and you know where our practice is, then you know the answer. They told us, that it was going to be retail space at the bottom. So it's a three-story building. And the other part of the mall is just all one, you know, one level, like a typical outlet mall. Uh, But this one was going to be three stories and the bottom was going to be and is retail space. And then the two other floors above are business spaces. And we were, once the building was built, We were the very first tenants in the building 
And it's going to be 15 years this June that that practice has been there. And it's exactly what we had dreamt, but we never thought it was possible because we didn't have the vision for it. It's like, where is it going to go? We didn't even know that they were going to build another area, another part. So my point of the story is when one door closes, yeah, we're going to be sad and we're going to be down and, and that's normal. And I feel like let's just get through those feelings, but let's not dwell in it. Let's not sit in it. Because, wow, the dream that we wanted literally came true. And when I say this is a true story, this is a true story. It's not made up. I have so many personal stories. So many. I mean, the way we found our house, we moved six years ago to a new house and we wanted to stay in the same area. And there was nothing in this area. So we're looking outside to other areas nearby and I'm just like I felt like I was settling and we we found one we didn't get it we put an offer we didn't get it um but we found this house and it wasn't even in our radar on our radar in the city that we wanted only a mile from the practice on the other side um a mile from our other house our son you know he didn't get accepted back into a private school that's right down the street from us. Um, he had gone there before and it's a long story, but he went to a private school to that one and then to a public school. And then he needed to go back to private school because of some emotional struggles that he was dealing with at the time. So we went back there and they didn't accept him the second time. Devastated. Sad, because like, that's all we know. Where should we go? Found an uh, awesome, phenomenal school that is just literally perfect for him. Like he's thriving. It's It's not in this area, but it's close by in another city. And I'm just saying like every time we're feeling hopeless and, and devastation and all those sad, sad words that we, you know, feel it always in my life I don't know about yours it's always turned out to be such a blessing in the end so when I'm feeling down about something and I feel like you know life is just not going my way and it's not going right because that still happens I literally have to go back and I have to remind myself of all these moments that I've lived that I've witnessed And I just don't let myself stay in that sadness for too long. I definitely let myself feel them. But then I get so excited, like both of us get so excited because we know that something is so much better on the other side and that something better is coming. And that's just how we've been doing it these years. And it works for us. To hear more amazing female warrior stories, hit that subscribe button and give us a five-star rating. We would truly appreciate the love. Now back to our show. So people think, because I'm married, 
to a doctor that life is easy and has always been easy. Granted, if you look at us now, I'm going to be honest, it's life has been really good to us the past few years. This has actually been said to me, which is, you know, when people say in a joking matter, well, what would you know? You're married to a doctor. They say it in a joking way, but I know deep down they mean it. People need to stop doing that to other people. Assuming that someone's life is better than yours just because of what you see on the outside. Stop it. People don't know the struggles that are going on behind the scenes. Owning your own business, and you know, in our case, our own practice is hard, extremely, extremely difficult. People assume, oh, he has to be making this much money. But yeah, you don't realize the money that's being put back out to pay employees, to, you know, manage the employees, all the debt, all the expenses, sometimes not even being able to pay yourself because everything else comes first. It is literally, I know people say this about life, but it's literally like riding a roller coaster. You're having a phenomenal time. And then you literally are screaming for your life the next. It's literally, like I said, like riding a roller coaster. But even with riding this roller coaster called life, I have learned to truly appreciate it. When all is going well, I take it all in and I live in the moment. I try to take it and put it in my memory. And when I am down, which happens, no matter what kind of house you live in, what kind of car you have, what how you live, it's not always going to be peaches and cream. Uh, people get sad. People get depressed for whatever reason. And materials do not equal happiness. So I just wanted to put that out there for those who think that because there's a lot that it's like, well, if I had all that, I would be happy. Anyways, that's another podcast for another time because I have a lot to say about that. But anyways, back to what I was saying, riding the roller coaster. I live in the moment. I feel sad. And when I am sad, I feel it. But when I am down, I still find or try to find something positive and try to find one thing that is going well in our lives. And I remind myself that this will pass because we've been there. We've done that so many other times. So listen, everyone. Everyone has their stuff. Every single person. Stop comparing. If someone is living their best life ever, just be happy for them because you have no idea what it took to get there. No idea. And if you're still feeling envious after I tell you this and jealous of someone and still comparing yourself, then you need to figure out where those feelings are coming from because there is work to be done within you. You have to remember that we all have our gifts and we all have our purpose. And you just have to stay in your lane and stop comparing. 
Corey Fair, who is a part of my face group page, Virago 24-7, he posted this quote, which I loved, and it's actually an original quote. He wrote it himself, and it says, focus on the road that's in front of you before you crash. So it's funny, but it's true. It's like, stop looking at people's lives from the outside and letting it affect how you feel about your life. Because sometimes people's lives on the outside look amazing. And sometimes that amazingness that you see is just a facade. And behind that facade are so many things going on. Insecurities, depression, turmoil, sadness, chaos crappy marriage, horrible children. Like, I don't know. I'm sure we could all name many, many things. And sometimes if you do see someone living a fabulous and amazing life, and it really is a fabulous and amazing life, then let them be happy. Don't take that away from them. Like I said before, you don't know all the struggles and heartache and whatever they had to go through to get there. Either way, stop comparing your life to others. Why about yourself? There are women that don't want to be friends with other women just because they look a certain way or live a certain lifestyle because they think they're prettier or they live better than them without really getting to know them for who they are on the inside. Why? Really, I want to know why. If you're that person, you know, I bet you you'll you'll start rattling off why you think that person is this and why they're intimidating and why they do that and start making up all these things, but really, if you're that person, You need to start digging really deep within because it has nothing to do with that person. It has all to do with you. If you ever want to be happy and find your happiness, you're not going to get it by living your life, comparing it to others and being envious and being jealous because all that does, which you already know if you're that person, all it does is build resentment and anger. And anytime I've ever gotten angry, and I'm just learning this, so I'm not a a professional or, you know, I know it all, but I know when I've gotten angry. And right now, when I do get angry over somebody or something, I start looking within. It's like, why does that trigger me? Why does that affect me so much? Why am I allowing this person to get under my skin? There's something that I need to work on. Yeah, it could be them, but literally there's people that can say something to me and it does nothing. It literally does not affect me. I'll just look at you and be like, okay, so, but there are people that still get under my skin and I'm trying to figure out why that is because there is something within me. And most people aren't introspective enough to do that. So they just go around being angry over people. 
that aren't even concerned about you. They're probably not even thinking about you right now. It just, it's just, it doesn't even make any sense. And, and half the time, these are people that they probably don't even want in their lives anyways. But they still, I don't know, allow that to start feelings in them. But really, we, all we need to do is find the root of where this is coming from. Because everything comes from within is when I'm learning that it starts with us first. I found some articles. I like to read articles to reference, you know, what I'm talking about. And I found a few, but this one is from becomingminimalist.com. And it's about comparing yourself to others. And he says, be aware if it's ill effects. Be aware of its ill effects. So it says, take notice of the harmful effects comparing has on your life. Intentionally remove it from the inside out to free yourself from the damage this mindset has had on you. His second point, see your own success. That goes back to we all have gifts and we all have a purpose. So he says, whether you're a writer, a musician, doctor, landscaper, mother, student, you have a unique perspective backed by unique experiences and unique gifts. You have the, the capacity to love, to serve, and contribute. You have everything you need to accomplish a good life in your own little section of the world with that opportunity squarely in front of you, become intimately aware of your past successes and find motivation in them to pursue more. Amen to that. The next point, desire the greater things in life. Some of the greatest treasures in this world are hidden from sight, like love, humility, empathy, selflessness, generosity, among these higher pursuits, there's no measurement is what he says. So desire them above everything else and remove yourself entirely from society's definition of success. The next point, compete less and appreciate more. That's pretty self-explanatory, but he says there may be times when competition is appropriate, but life is not one of them. We all have been thrown together at this exact moment on this exact planet. And the sooner we stop competing against others to win, the faster we can start working together to figure it out. The next one is practice gratitude. No need to explain that. We all need to practice gratitude. Next, remind yourself nobody is perfect. The next one says, take a walk. Next time you find yourself comparing yourself to others, Get up and change your surroundings. Find inspiration without comparison. So this one I really, really liked. Comparing our lives with others is foolish, he says, which I agree. But finding inspiration and learning from others is entirely wise. Work hard to learn the difference. Humbly ask questions of the people you admire or read biographies as inspirations. But if comparison is a consistent tendency in your life, Notice which attitudes prompt positive change and which result in negative influence. And the last point from that article is compare with yourself. So we need to strive to be 
better versions of ourselves is what he says, not just for ourselves, but for others. And it says, work hard to take care of yourself physically, emotionally, and spiritually, which is something I am all about. So there were two other articles. One is drivethrough.com. It had 10 points, but I found four that I liked. I'll just run through them real quick. One says, remind yourself that your fears and insecurities are universal. The next one, your social media feed is full of distorted realities. Remember, we compare the worst of ourselves with the best of others. That is part of, I think, the social media aspect because we're seeing their best life and comparing it to our worst attributes, which is ridiculous. And the other one from this article says, remember how unique you are, which is what the first article said. And this other article is from tinybuddha.com and it had 13 points, but I just took a few. One was accept where you are, water your own grass, love your past. I did a show last week about respecting your past, which is pretty much the same, but it says your life might have been messy and bumpy. It might have been colored by mistakes and anxiety and fear. And she goes on to say, I know mine has, but all those things were catalysts to help you become a better, a better, wiser, and more courageous version of yourself. So embrace your story and how much you've grown from it. Be proud of what you've done and for wanting to create a better life for yourself. Her next point was do a social media detox. The next one I like is, and I'll elaborate what she said. It says, uh, know that this, is, that this isn't the end of the movie. And she says, if you're not happy where you are today, remember that this is just a snapshot of your life. Where you are today doesn't say anything about where you'll be in one or three years from now. What matters isn't where you are. What matters is your mindset, attitude, and where you're going. And I wish I had this article 20 years ago because that snapshot 20 years ago was not the movie of my life. So the next one, it says, decide not to let fear guide your choices. Then her next point was turn comparison into inspiration, which is what the other guy said up above. Compare yourself with you, which is what the other person said as well. And the last point that she made from Tiny Buddha is tell a better story. And it goes on to say, if the story you're telling yourself isn't one of empowerment, strength, and optimism, then tell a better story. Instead of telling yourself you're not competent enough to do the work you want to do, tell yourself you're brave enough to try something new. Instead of blaming yourself for mistakes in the past, remind yourself that you did the best you could and that you've learned from it. When I talk about these things, you know, I get so passionate about it because we can all live fulfilled and happy lives. The moment I realized that God has given us all our own gifts and talents and purpose. And we're all special 
and we're all needed in this world. When I truly understood that, that is the moment I was able to finally let go of comparing myself to other people. And it was one less negative thing that was taking up space within me. One less thing that was weighing my spirit down. And it was literally one step closer to freeing my soul. I'm going to leave you with this. These are not original sayings. But last February, I was writing and reading in my Bible and having my quiet time. And these all came to me at once. And I just wrote them down. Wrote them all down. Don't know why they were coming to my head. I just wrote them all down. But I'm glad I did. Because for the rest of my days here on earth, I vow to embody these, to adhere to them, each and every one of these statements. I want to be imprinted in my soul. Trust the process. Trust the journey. Stop making up stories in your head. Live in the moment. Enjoy each stage of life. Just do it. Do not overthink it. Don't get caught up in the details of how you will get there. Just start. Be still and listen. Shine brightly. Continue to listen to your soul. Know you are loved and adored for exactly who you are. Thank you so much for listening to Virago 24-7. If you haven't done so already, go ahead and hit that subscribe button and please give us five-star ratings. Also, don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Virago 24 underscore seven and on Facebook at Virago 24 slash seven. And just connect with us and share your story. We'd love to hear from you.